Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. Yes. I've been so excited. Why can't I ever have a smooth Well, I just intro. count in every episode. I'm like, welcome to one, two, three, four. It's like, I'm pretty sure people know what episode it is. We are just so excited, I think, that we just we can't, we don't know how to handle it once we hit record. But welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is our episode called... Swish, swish, bitch. Dang, because Another of one. I know. I said bish. Oh, okay. That's different. It is different. But I've been pretty pumped for this episode. Yeah, we've been kind of begging yes. across social media for <laughs> an a dancer, dancer besides NFL. No offense to the NFL girls, but. Right. Well, we wanted to have this show be about more than just NFL. We, you know, we know that they're NBA dancers, they're NHL ice girls. We wanted it to be broad enough. Mm-hmm. And so we were just like, oh, I've got to talk to somebody. We need an interview. And luckily we, we found someone that was, um, that wanted to talk to us. And, yeah. and, um, so we have our interview coming up. We're so yeah. excited. We will just save all the deets for later when we drop the interview. Right. And just be like, play that ish. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we got to start it off with your chat though, right? Because yes, that's do. what we do. And there is a lot. This is so timely, right? Like, there's it's perfect timing. Perfect timing. There is some juicy NBA stuff going on in the world today. It's looking really similar to the last few years with the NFL cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. The truth is coming out. The truth and, is coming out. Um, it'll be really interesting. I'm sure that the dancers may have seen what was going on in the NFL space with girls coming forward. And it sounds like some of those attorneys that have represented these ladies have been contacted by women from the NBA. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that yeah. for locker talk. But cheer chat, let's just you know talk about this little trend that we are seeing in the NBA, which yes. is just this <sighs> towards a like more family friendly. Yes, circus, RS. Like, what does that mean? Freak like, show. <laughs> family friendly. So, to them, that means having a senior dance team. Yeah, or kids. Or kids. Yeah. You know? Or just a one big free for all circus tricks, uh, you know, dunking activities. I don't really know what the hell people are expecting to see as game day entertainment when you're right. just buying a hot dog, going to the bathroom, or looking at your phone. Exactly. It's kind of like, you know, entertaining. Not to say that we're not entertaining enough, but it's just, why are, what are they? Yes. Like, it's like. <laughs> you showed me one article where they, like, want the girls to start dunking. So they want their dancers. The Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. To start getting on the trampoline and doing dunk tricks. I mean, that is super cool, but, like, What? I if someone randomly told me to do that while I was cheering, I would be like, no. That's not what I signed I'm up for. I'm not going to do that. We're, da- we're dancers. Yeah. Like, what's wrong <laughs> with dancers? I think there's almost this, like, reaction that, you know, dancers, it's not like some new phenomenon. I don't know why cheerleaders and dancers are under attack right now. There's mm-hmm. backup dancers for every musical artist that you can think of. It's not like we're doing something that's so unheard of. So why, because we're on display, you know, during a game... Mm-hmm. That it's just like we must now attack what they're wearing, you know, change this, change that. But that's kind of what we're seeing. So, like the Bucks, right. like you said, like they hired a consultant. Um, she has, you know, 35 years of dance experience. I think she danced for like the Knicks. And uh, what's her name? Petra? 
Petra Pope. Mm-hmm. Petra Pope. And she apparently was, you know, I think working with the Clippers and on the reality show that they had on E! Um, but she was hired by the Bucks because they actually got sued because of unpaid wages. And I think mm-hmm. they settled with um, with 30, some dancers, I think $250,000 that they or ended up settling. Or dancers. dancers. They had to settle um, that lawsuit. But they were trying to clean house and look at how they're doing things. And so they hire this Pope chick, and she sounds so Super scary. Super intense. She's like, there's always room to improve. And I agree, but it was her idea to, like... Have the girls dunking. That's yeah. exactly what I was talking about. I think she was saying like the either the Knicks or the Brooklynettes did it or something like someone that she worked with previously. But it's I don't know how cool that is. Like I don't. I mean, in, we watched a couple videos of um, you know the Wizards. They have like the wisdom, and it's a you know, and I think the not dumb isn't it's dumb, but like wisdom. And uh, I think the Golden State Warriors also have a senior team, or they're doing auditions at least for a senior squad. 55 and older, y'all. So yeah, that's where you'll find there. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a couple years. Oh, oh my, my God. Oh, that's so scary. But, you know, they have these, and it kind of felt very like, um, I mean, if we're talking about like taking advantage or kind of, you know, uh, exploiting people, mm-hmm. like you're now kind of somewhat exploiting on the basis of age, and maybe people think it's cute and cheeky to see older people dance, but. In their performance, sad. yeah. In their know. performance, they're like you could tell that they must be telling them to like ham it up and cheese it up and sass it up and die. And it just seemed a little bit know. much, like a little bit, a little bit. I'm with you though. Like I don't want to. I personally would rather see people dance than uh, doing tricks and stunts. And um, well, think about it. all these teams, NFL, and now I'm reading in these articles that. Um, the NBA has them too, but like they have a drum line that comes out. They have a mascot or two. They have, you know, people shooting t-shirts up with the t-shirt gun. Like yeah. it's just so much. It's like, are we really like that easily bored that it can't just be the classic, you know, half court shot and the dancers? Like why does right. it have to be so much? Especially when you got 41 goddamn games in a year. Like what are we doing every night putting on a freaking circus? It sounds like a circus. Like how do you expect to put on that level of entertainment mm-hmm. for 41 games during a season? I don't get it. And then it's kind of like, and then if you're going to, if I'm going to be jumping and on a trampoline and doing some <laughs> freaking acrobatic crap that I don't quite know how to do, better pay you better pay me, me God <laughs> dang it. Like what if I bust my ass? Like I don't appreciate, I just don't. I'm concerned for the NBA dancers. I clearly, you know, that's not my dance experience, but it definitely seems like a trend that I I would be concerned about. Like mm-hmm. that's, I mean, you know, you're already being attacked for what you're wearing. Like a lot of these teams are overhauling their uniforms, saying that it's too sexy and that, you know, they want to place less emphasis on looks, which, okay, fine, but who are making these decisions, right? Like, right. Um, well, the Pope chick was like, the first thing I'm going to change is their outfits. And yeah, get more fashion forward. It's like, you're dancing. Yeah. I just, it's not that complicated. Yeah. You put on some cute sneaks. I mean, these outfits for the NBA dancers are so amazingly adorable. They don't even scream super sexy to me. Like, no. it's just, they're like action outfits. You got some, you know, crop top or some like, I mean, but they Unitars. also are super hip hoppy looking they do. Um, outfits that are. Like what you would see in a music video. It's not. Well, you showed me a video of the Spurs. They did their last because they wanted family friendly. So now they have like a co-ed team and like 
basically fired everybody. They, cu- they cut their whole entire program. They did. Like, this year. Oh, and they, so they didn't even see it coming. They just snip-snipped and just ended right. the entire... That article made me almost... I couldn't even imagine you just get called in and... But, yeah, you were saying the last performance. It oh, was amazing, But right? the only thing... They were wearing, like, a one-piece... So the only thing that was showing were their arms and shoulders. It's like, how is that not family friendly? Exactly. It's talented and, women that are dancing. And they're killing it. It's not, I just, why do people hate dance so much all of a sudden? It's dancing. Know. It's. I could see if it was like, am I in a strip club or am I at a basketball game? Like, what am I watching? If it was mm-hmm. so overly provocative and just raunchy, raunchy and, and stuff. But no, nobody none performs of it. like that. It's like, true talent. It's like you have a problem if you're going to over-sexualize anything that an attractive woman does. Exactly. Because like, that's, that's what it's boiling problem. down. That is boom. That is exactly yeah. what it's boiling down to. And I get, you know, like in these articles we're seeing this statement that, you know, men are bringing their wives and children to the games and, you know, and I don't want my child to see a bunch of, you know what, you should be teaching your child, okay, how respect. to sit down and, yes, respect. Like, you you know, I did we even mention that, like one episode well, whatever. If we didn't, I'm saying it again. Um, there, when we would go, because this is just an important point. When we would go into the community to do like these play sixty mm. um, events, where the guys are learning some football tips and the girls are learning from us some dance routines, and at the end of the practice, you know, the, the little girls who we worked with um, would perform their routine. And there was an employee with the Seahawks organization. I thought he was just so so amazing. I'll just leave his name anonymous, but he had such an impact on me in this moment because he basically, in introducing us performing with our little girls, he told the guys, like, you know, you guys play football and you probably play in a little league or something like that. And, you know, these girls are out there right beside you, rain, you know, rain or shine, you know, supporting you, you know, cheering for you, performing. He was like, you're, you're going to get on one knee. And you're going to watch them perform. And he was like, give them your attention and give them your respect. That's how he introduced us. And I was like, hell yeah. Because it's like, you know, nobody's, uh, I just had never heard it articulated. Number one, from a man, like, you show appreciation for what we do. They're athletes just like you. They've been working hard while you guys have been working hard. Now you sit and watch and children. I was taken aback because I did one of those two. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Because I wasn't used to that kind of like. Respect, respect and like attention and all those boys did yeah and I mean, it was and the girls you could just tell that they kind of like oh, yeah yes. that's right you know they kind of stuck their chest out a little bit more proudly and like and had their moment because mm-hmm. and that's just so important because we're not just like decorations on the side that mean nothing and where why did i feel like this was so important and on point but oh in terms of what you're teaching your children i think you there's nothing wrong with Having your kids appreciate a different art form. Is it something that they're going to do one day necessarily? No. But you can sit and watch a woman dance. Okay? It's not a lap dance. It's not, you know, you're not at a strip club. And I'm not even knocking strippers. I'm just saying, like, you're just, you can handle it. Mm -hmm. It's a minute of your life that you're watching a dance routine and an arm show and, and a it might shake. I just acknowledge the fact that obviously they worked really hard and care about it enough to be there and they're a fan of the team just Just like like you you are. So So that's, it's simple. It's that basic. 
I'm so Jeez. over it. Like we're heated. We are. We, 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 we read too many articles and watched too many videos before we said <laughs> right. Right. Um, this interview with Romisha is awesome. Yes. It was super cool. She is a dancer, a former dancer for the Portland Trailblazers, and we should just should we just get, get right into it? into it? We'll see you at the end for Locker Talk. Today we have a former NBA dancer with the Portland Trailblazers, Miss Roisha Gibson, joining us today. We are so, 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 so excited. Welcome, Roisha. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Do you have a nickname just so that we can feel cool and use it? <laughs> um, I go by Roy mostly. Roy. Okay. Everyone calls me Roy, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, <laughs> we'll act like we're homies towards the very end. Let's be warm. <laughs> But you danced for the Portland Trailblazers for four years. Is that right? Yeah, four years. How did you get started? Like, what's your dance background? Um, well, I started dancing when I was 13. So I started pretty late. Um, most You're like Misty started, Copeland. Yeah. Everyone starts when they're like 13 or three to five years old. And I'm just yeah. like, hey. <laughs> so, I, I, I kind of have the same story. Like, I didn't really get serious about yeah. pursuing a dance career until like later high yeah. school. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Misty Copeland. I started. Yeah. I started with my, um, my high school dance team. Um, I auditioned my freshman year and I, I made the varsity team and wow. I'd never taken any like dance classes growing up or anything like that. Never. Oh, you're kidding. Or, yeah. No. Okay. I, I was I, expecting I, to hear this like <laughs> long list of wow that's so awesome because she okay so backstory guys I um our year one year while we were dancing with the Seahawks we went down to Portland for a performance during halftime obviously our our late owner owned both the Seahawks and the Trailblazers and um I got to see Roy Isha I'll still I'll warm up to it Roy Isha um, perform on the on the court and she just glowed and stood out and so I've kind of been fangirling ever since but <laughs> Um, but I would have totally guessed that you had this extensive, not that, you know, it's just, that's usually what you hear. Yeah. And like, crazy. like, wow, we suck. <laughs> In comparison to the Trailblazers, like, I want to be dead. Like, I'm here right now. You guys are awesome. You are so, so good. Oh, no, yeah. I like learned everything, um, my freshman year of high school, pretty much. Like I would teach myself little stuff like around the house. Cause I had so much energy <laughs> and right. I would be around the house and I'd be watching videos and I'd try to mimic a lot of stuff that I saw. Um, and then when I made my, um, high school team, we had summer technique classes, I think like three that's... or four times a week. So that's pretty much where I learned everything. <laughs> wow. Yeah. School. Right. My high school, it was like a hip hop dance team. So it was like really casual. And I was the captain. So I barely know anything. <laughs> I'm not teaching anybody except kick, step, step, kick, step, step. That was my go to yeah. move, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's just so cool that you were able to. So that's like what, four years of high school? Did you dance mm -hmm. in college? Yeah, so I did four years in high school, and then um, I went to Jacksonville University my freshman year of college, and I was a dance minor there, but then uh -huh. I transferred out to Washington State University my sophomore year, and then I auditioned for the dance team my junior year, and I danced for my junior and senior year there. Oh, you were a Crimson Girl. Yeah. Cool. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, like Lindsay James. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh, crazy! We just interviewed her yesterday. yesterday. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's awesome! So you guys danced together. Yeah. Well, I think she left right before I came in. 
Okay. But um, I met her just because she came to visit a lot and for the alumni games and stuff. So we got to know each other from that. Oh, so that cool. Awesome. So we felt like we got the skinny a little bit from Lindsay on like Crimson Girls and like what that was like. And yeah. just so did you always know that you wanted to dance professionally, like taking it from the, to the next level after college? Yeah, I think because I just wasn't done dancing after college. And it's just it's just so much fun. And um, when I graduated, I moved out to Kentucky because my, my job promoted me out there. Okay. And oh. there's no professional dance team. Nothing. No dancing, yeah. nothing. It's just the university because I was in Louisville. And it's literally just the university. That's all they have. <laughs> so, right, right. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and, like, if I'd stayed, I'd planned on um, – auditioning for the Cincinnati Bengals because that's the closest thing and that's like an hour oh. and a half away oh I was yeah. about to say how long would that commute have been like we've had girls yeah. that have commuted pretty far to be on the team but I can't imagine what that would have been like twice a week yeah. um 11 o'clock 11 30 sometimes yeah. at night and then you're driving yeah. an hour plus home like that's just yeah and you got life going on and you could be tired mm-hmm. on the road just like that would have been crazy nice. yeah so but you were interested in NFL at one yeah. point yeah, yeah. Okay. I still am a little bit. Um, but <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Seattle's not that no. far away. <laughs> I know. I actually auditioned for um, the Dallas Cowboys like two years ago, two oh. or three years ago. I yeah. remember that. Okay, so I yeah. totally am a fangirl then. Because you, posted, <laughs> you posted a little bit of your journey with doing that. Yeah. Because you made it to finals, right? I made it to finals, yeah. Um, I didn't make it into training camp um, just because my flexibility um, wasn't, my kicks weren't as high. And so they told me to work on that and come back, but I just haven't gone back yet. (laughs) Well, I mean, that process seems beyond grueling that I just admire anybody that's able to just from the day you show up up to a million people in line and just, I can't even imagine. Intimidating. It was so intimidating. Like, I think I was just more intimidated being there than anything else. And like there, the audition process, like the routine and stuff, isn't that difficult. Mm-hmm. It's just like you have to do it four times in a row and then oh, do the kick no. twice in a row. And you don't get a break. So it's oh, like you snap. do the combination twice full out and then you switch lines. You get a, you get two eight counts to freestyle while you switch lines and you do the, the combination twice again, full out. How and many have take the combo is? It's like... Uh, like six or eight eight counts. Whoa! So it's like twice a full, in a row. Like, yeah, dance. it's like a full mini dance. Twice in a row, two eight counts to freestyle and switch lines, and start right back twice in a row again. Oh, and then no. you have like thirty five seconds to drop your palms and do the kick line twice in a row. No break. That's it. And what? I mean, I almost and, threw up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and you're just trying to bring that energy and that yeah. intensity in the way that you're dancing. Do something besides breathing for those two eight counts. Yeah, like I'd be over there like gagging. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, so what I about literally like by the end of the kick line, I was like, just don't puke, just don't puke. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you probably finish. couldn't eat or anything really to kind of no. like settle your nerves and for the day. Okay, so I have to ask because, you know, with kick lines, we used to have like a kick line portion for our finals routine. Um, but with that one, especially, you know, people are going to screw up the kick line. So did you have people yeah. screw? Oh, gosh. So when people screw up the kick line, when you're connected, especially in an audition setting. Mm-hmm. I don't even it know. Hurt, it's just know? it can go yeah, so yeah. wrong. 
like it it's hard to not let that momentum throw you off because they're right next to you mm-hmm. or you just feel the flop up somewhere down the line yeah, but it's yeah. super awkward when it's right next to you that didn't happen hopefully did it no not in my group no but there were a few groups where, like people messed up a little bit oh my uh, goodness so um, that compare? Oh, go oh god we're just like in a fight over you <laughs> um Dang it. No. So just too the, the cameras are following you everywhere. Like, did you, did you feel that pressure too? Yeah. I felt like, I honestly felt a little comfortable in front of the camera. I don't know why, but I felt a little comfortable in front of the camera, but it was nerve wracking. Cause they're, I mean, they're like there, so you can't get away. <laughs> yeah. They're catching every but, little, and you don't know what's going to like make the show either. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, like, crazy. Uh, what were you gonna ask? <laughs> I was just gonna ask, like, so was Trailblazers a breeze then? Um, the audition process for them? No, ours yeah. are super hard to do. Really? Oh, okay, no. break it down. Oh, what what, what goes into that? Yeah. So our when I first auditioned my rookie season, um, the audition process was two days. So we had like the first two rounds the first day. And then we'd learn the routine for the third round and we'd come back the next day and do the third and fourth round. Um, And then obviously you'd have the interview process the following week. But after my rookie season, they switched it to just one day. So I think we learned like three audition routines in one day. And then we would have an audition practice for all the people that made it into finals um uh like on a Wednesday the following week where you'd learn another routine <laughs> okay so wait yeah so wait. <laughs> I already lost count because I suck at math There's four rounds in one day Base? yeah yeah so and you then have like, the prelims thing. yeah you have the prelims you have the second round and then you'd have the third round if I'm remembering correctly and then we'd learn um a heels dance uh that following Wednesday Oh, a heels Whoa. dance. Okay, yeah. you, this is getting serious. So the for NBA routines, like the length of them, just so that we're clear, because I think for us, sometimes the routines could be like a minute and 15 seconds longer for like, you know, feature dances, longer for like the pregame routine. But yeah. how long, like at least by minutes, because people are like, eight counts, what? But, you know, what does mm-hmm. that mean? But how long are these routines? Ours are between like a minute and minute 25. Like a minute 25 is long for us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but usually it's like a minute to a minute 15. But we're talking about like one and two and three and four. Yeah. And- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fast paced and oh my God, a heels routine on top of it. Right. Like what kind yeah. of heels routine? Like what's popular right now on Instagram or more like. Oh no. It's like pretty simple. Like boots. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. gotcha. And okay. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh. I'm totally on those. <laughs> I one class. I was like, what am I doing in here? <laughs> Not like these costume boots. Right. Oh, Have you taken any heels classes? I've taken one heels class. I took Giannis Marshall's heels <gasps> class. He came we down did. to Portland. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So was he yelling at you too? No, he was so relaxed. <laughs> but he, he was kind of like intense, relaxed. He was like, okay, no. No, we're not doing that. Okay, no. <laughs> like on everything. We're like, okay. <laughs> what song was his choreography to? Oh, I can't remember. remember. No. Okay. We, we had like Erica Badu. Yeah, back. that was awesome. Yeah, wow. but super interesting. Yeah, they're super popular right now. And um, it almost seems to be like a feud of all the heels teachers because they're just like, yeah. I invented this crap. Right. And like, you know, like, I don't know, people not giving credit or to do. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but there's they're definitely the thing right now, which is kind of <laughs> fun. so back to auditions. You're getting your butt kicked, learning 50 million routines, like mm-hmm. 
And so you're having to retain that. If there's something to be said for being able to take choreography home, yeah. get it ingrained in your memory. That's like what I need. I totally need it. <laughs> Soul learner too. I would never, I would never make it. But uh, so you're actually having more time at least to perfect it and like nail it and then sell it. Like you have to package it up. And if you're yeah. doing that all in one day, so is that learning curve, at least in terms of like learning routine or multiple routines in one night of practice, is that kind of like the standard once you're on the team? Yeah, we learn um, sometimes up to three routines of practice. <gasps> what? Yeah. <laughs> how, how long, how are, long are these? <laughs> um, well, on the, we have two practices a week. And okay. our practices on Thursdays are 7.30 to 11. Um, and then on Sundays from 4 to 8. So it's like if we have a lot of like games coming up or we have some time off or we have camp coming up, we try to usually learn as quick as possible. So wow. in the first like I want to say in the first like month or two, it's like two to three routines of practice. And you just and gotta then you, remember it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then you have like a bank of routines that you're pulling from for each game. But yeah. do you continue learning like throughout the season too, where yeah. you yeah. just keep on adding like whatever song that's what I appreciate about yeah. the NBA is like the songs are current. Like yeah, you always awesome. kind of have like the latest stuff mm -hmm. that I would think the crowd would get into as opposed to just not keeping current with what's popular, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, we get to a lot of rock and stuff. I know oh. you guys have too, but it seems mm -hmm. most current fun. You yeah. Dance like I recognize this on the radio. I know who sings it kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That sounds so That's intense. intense. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. Not to say that we didn't work hard, obviously, but it's just a difference because you guys have so many more games. So, like, mm -hmm. I know that was one of the questions I was burning to ask was just, like, hey, how many of there are you and how do you keep up with an NBA schedule? Because there are so many goddamn games. I don't even know how many home games there are, but there, well, how do you do uh, it? We don't have social lives. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we have, like... Um, a game off schedule so you don't dance every single game for each person so okay. we'll have like three people off well there's 17 of us total on the team okay and then we'll have about three people off each game uh, and oh, our coach sweet. kind of sets the schedule randomly at the beginning of the season and passes it out and then we're able to trade games so if I'm off like on a Tuesday um and one of my friends like needs to dance and we can switch games oh um, yeah so do you have to kind of, do you have to like, you know, pick up on formations and learn different choreography? Yeah. You have to kind of do that on your own time. Otherwise the exactly. switch is yeah. valid. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. yep. It's like, you'll switch because we'll repeat routines so much. Like you'll switch apart in a routine and just be like, oh, it'll be a brand new dance. Like if you go from the right side to the left side and it's like, let's say like me and Anna switch games and she danced on the left and I danced on the right. It's like, well, best of luck. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and you know, as many Instagram or um, Instagram accounts that I follow of NBA dancers, like you never see any mistakes ever. I was just going to say that. Never. Like I would not do well in that situation <laughs> because it's like, change it right now. I'm like, okay, I got it. And then I'm doing something else. <laughs> Off yeah, to the side. Yeah, it's like, no, you said you were going to switch it. Muscle memory is something else. I mean, right. if you've been like yeah. going over something a million times and then yeah. you just switch it, it can definitely. It's so hard. Oh I my... think the longer you're on the team too, the easier it gets. Because by my fourth season, if I had to like switch apart, I'm just like, oh, 
all get it. Like, right. Got you know, it. Like we don't spend time like going over it too much. Just kind of like, Roy, do you know what you're gonna do? I'm like, yep, I'll get it next time. See you later. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh my. So are your rehearsals? Um, it's definitely probably not practice time because you're professionals and you kind of have to come knowing your stuff. But yeah. so how much extra time did you have to? devote to make sure that you knew your 85 dances <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean we definitely have practice before practice so like yeah a lot right. of us would show up like an hour before and just like go over the routines before practice started so yeah or we doing because it's you're right it is hard to keep up and we we'd get um a layout of practice before like we'd have like our month schedule sent to us at the beginning of the month so We'll oh, know no. what dances we're doing at what games, what dances we need oh. to know what practice. So we'll be a little able to dance notice. Must, yeah. must be nice. <laughs> Were there, there any girls who made the team and then like they were, it turned out they were slow learners? How did the team deal with that? Like, was it okay? Were you kind of like, Snip, snip. Yeah, yeah, she's like, cut. You're going to be sitting out a lot more games this year. <laughs> you know? No, yeah, it's totally okay. There's a lot of girls that are um, slow learners on the team. And it's totally fine because um, we you always have that extra practice or extra day to take the routine home and come back and know it. And so, know it. yeah, and we record all of our dances. So we'll learn a dance and then we'll split off into partners and we'll perform it for each other and kind of um, wow. give wow. tips and tricks and some advice and critiques. And then we do that. Each partner would go and then we do it a second time and then we can record so we'll know. Um, the dance that's awesome yeah we sometimes would do um and there might be a lot of like and we do this and you do that but um <laughs> um we would sometimes in practice too after learning split choreography off. like mm -hmm. split off and each a, a smaller squad would watch another squad perform and share yeah. feedback so that's interesting that it's more like one-on-one -on -one. like yeah but you have 17 people so maybe it's easier to kind of but the fra the practices when you do practice regardless of whether you've missed a game or, or not missed a game not scheduled to dance that game are all 17 expected to appear or do you skip practices depending on who's performing? Yeah, you're all, we're all still um, together practice. And if you're not dancing, you'll just kind of dance off in the corner instead of in form. Okay. Yeah. That's so cool that it's oh, like cool. so organized where you have like, but you have to be with that many games yeah. I would imagine, yeah. to like know what you're going to do and dance. So, so, okay. So now I'm like, Ooh, at the games, what do you, how many times do you perform? We perform twice. We'll do two routines, but we have an opening routine. So like when all the players are being introduced and mm -hmm. um, the beginning of the game starting, we have like a little player introduction routine, which is a super simple, like 40 count routine. Okay. We do on the court while they're introducing the players and getting everybody excited for the game. Um, and then we'll go off from that, go back, change our clothes for our first routine, come out, watch the game for like the first quarter, and then we'll dance at the quarter break. And then go back, change, come back out, halftime, and then we'll dance again um, between the third and fourth quarter. Okay. That's so nice because we're, you know, standing in the elements. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even get it. <laughs> like change really quick and get back in the rain, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I could never. It, I don't know how you guys did it. Like, <laughs> we don't. Have to. <laughs> yeah. So you're, are you're, you're not on the court, though, too much. No in we between are, okay we are we're still out visible like in the bowl um but we're not on the court we're kind of off to the side no i got a question did we did we get did the dancers get like pushed away because i remember what i mean i may be old but 
watching NBA games and the cheerleaders would be like visible during the game, you yeah, know, and so I just feel I like if they moved to the like aisles or the tunnels and then now I don't even know. It just seems like we've been pushed out maybe. Yeah. I think for, I know some teams, like I think Golden State, they don't even, they spend the game in the locker room. So like they'll only come out when they dance. Dancing. What? Yeah. So wow. Watch the game from the locker room. Um, and I know back in the day, the Blazer dancers, we used to sit like on the court, um, but that became a safety hazard. <laughs> so oh, yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> <laughs> moved back to um, like the tunnel area, but like we're still out on the court, just like not sitting right there, so we can get run over. <laughs> right. True. So I, I, we did learn that NBA dancers tend to prefer to be called dancers as opposed to cheerleaders. But when you're in the tunnels or you're out there in the bowl, as you called it, um, are you still kind of getting the crowd hype yeah. and doing cheerleader festivities for yeah, the most part? We have like little sideline arms and stuff that we do depend on what music's playing. Um, and even when I go to games now and I'm not dancing, I still end up doing like all the <laughs> little, little things that we do with our palms and stuff. Right. But yeah, we had our own little little things that we do in the corner. Okay, cool. Sounds cheerleader-ish, but yeah. we wanted to be <laughs> mindful because we weren't really sure what the differences were between like NFL cheerleaders, NBA. I was like, are they NBA cheerleaders? Do they prefer dancers? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so cool. I mean, it sounds like some similarities for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is there like a co-ed team or other dance or cheerleading type teams that perform at games yeah so for blazers we have the stunt team which is like more cheer because they do all the lifts and backflips and all that good stuff and they're co-ed um okay this year we actually added um the rip city crew which is an all-male um dance crew and they're in their hip-hop crew and they'll they'll dance with the blazer dancers um, i think once a month Oh, okay, uh, I was about to say, are so, they still in your timeouts? Not like that, but you no, know. no, yeah, they, <laughs> they, um, yeah, they'll dance with us, which is pretty cool. I think the crowd really likes it. It's a nice, fun addition, and they also dancing with you guys. It's just like an addition here and there. Yeah, just an addition. Oh, okay. Like once a month, they'll do one routine, a game together. Cool, because yeah, the NFL added guys with the yeah. two. There's like cheerleading, dancing dudes. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if they had also incorporated guys in the trailblazer dancer team. Yeah. I think it's something they might look into because we did have a couple guys audition this year. Oh, um, oh you did. Be something that could happen in the future. Mm-hmm. How do you, what do you, yeah, what do you think about that? Because that's, I guess it's just a wave, man. So if, the, yeah. if there are male dancers showing up for NFL and NBA auditions, that's, that's, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I, what do you think? I think it's cool. Um, personally, though, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't. It's not going to be received well by some people. Mm. So I, like, I worry about that part. Um, right. You know, most people are like, oh, like the dancers or cheerleaders are just so like obviously like we're pretty much sex symbols. It's like not <laughs> right, not, like a secret. So everyone, I'm afraid of like how people would receive if it were guys too. Mm-hmm. True. Makes a lot of sense there. I mean, we had our boys just want to have fun episode, but um, from what I can tell, it just seems like they're having the time of their lives. Yeah. But you know, they're having fun with some. it. Yeah. But like you know, the there's Rams, gotta be some. And they're so pretty. 
like the Rams cheerleaders, the guys. Oh, like, I'm yeah. so pretty. <laughs> so it's pretty. like gorgeous. I'm like, oh my God. Yes. Like his skin is always glowing. Oh, He's perfectly applied. Yeah. yeah. I gotta yeah. look at it. Like, okay. You're prettier than I am, so. <laughs> exactly. Do you guys uh, do a calendar? Huh? Do you do a calendar? Yeah, we did. We, um... We only did it for two years. <laughs> right. so we I were, heard you guys yeah. didn't have one in the past because, like, it wasn't received very well in Portland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, break that down. What happened? Yeah. yeah. So it's like a swimsuit calendar. It mm-hmm. isn't received very well in Portland. The, the market mm-hmm. here is just so different, I feel like, from a lot of other places. So um, we did two fitness calendars, like my, my rookie sophomore year, just to kind of – still do a calendar but appease everybody else yeah <laughs> like a fitness calendar so we just like chose our favorite workout or form of activity um and kind of did that for our our shoots and we added so- um a video aspect with it too so each um i think like each month they would release a new video um of a new girl that's like focused for that week or that game day and um, you get to know them, figure out why they chose the activity they chose and how many years they've been on the team, stuff like that, just to oh. make it a little So you just said freshman and sophomore year. Are you only allowed to do four years? Did I say freshman and sophomore, really? Yeah. You did, but I was like, oh, maybe they're like, hey, I was like, four oh, they... years and done, you know? And so you're like, yeah, I refer to them as <laughs> No. Like, oh, my That's God. I was like, they don't say what year it. one with year. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I love it. I knew what you meant, That's though. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how I always think about it. And I refer to it like that sometimes. Because that's how, like, I just, like, get my mindset. Like, okay, yeah. Because if I didn't think about it, I could dance for maybe, like, seven or eight years on the team. Yeah. So right. I think about it in, like, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, just so I can be like, okay. Like, I love it. You know, a good amount of time. <laughs> but some teams do have, like, oh, you only can dance for us for two years and then you have to, you know, move on. Really? So, yeah. Some NFL teams have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. No, yeah, we can, for us, there's, like, no limit. You can dance. Cool, same. If you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had a girl that did it for 10 years, which was oh, wow. awesome. Yeah, 13. Shannon that's did right, it. that's yeah. right. The director did so. it for 13, or the choreographer did it for 13 years. Um, so that's really interesting to talk about, like, the market in Portland and just, you know, with all, our podcast has covered, obviously, a lot of this the issues within the NFL and just like the image of cheerleaders. And I know that the San Antonio Spurs, I think just eliminated their dance team yeah. together um, because they wanted a more family friendly um, Which I think is form of entertainment. The Spurs, their dancers were probably the most family friendly dancers. Really? Yeah, they did a lot of like theatrical stuff, which I thought was really cool. Oh, like, awesome. oh, like, did, like, dances and stuff like that yeah, yeah. like a full they would do a full productions like they would do a christmas theme um i remember one of their dances they honored selena and so like a lot of their their dancers dressed up in like selena outfits and they would do like full-on productions and it looked really really good wow yeah, that is yeah. interesting. they got rid of it then that's disappointing yeah. because i guess that's when i was kind of like okay i get that there's this movement to like not have this overly sexualized image of cheerleaders and dancers yeah, out there yeah. and you know you hear this feedback of like when I go to a game I don't want to see you know my son to see yeah. people twerking and 
I just, you know, like that's all the value that there is. And like, there's not so much skill associated with the dancing that you guys do. And that, you know, that maybe you should just teach your son how to tolerate a twerk or two because it doesn't mean that you get to, <laughs> you know what I mean? That doesn't mean that a woman should just be modifying their behavior yeah. left and right. I mean, they're putting more yeah. clothes on or not clothes, but just they're changing uniforms. They're changing the makeup of the dance teams. And I feel like it's getting a little crazy. How do you feel about it? I feel like it's getting out of hand. Like, people are just very sensitive, and I don't understand why. <laughs> like, right? you know, everyone's always getting so offended, you know? Yeah, Cough so to, offended. you know, <laughs> never end. Yeah. I think they just need something to complain about. I'm like, it's not, we're just dancing, you know? Right. Yeah. And if you actually got to know us, it's not like we're these terrible people that are trying to corrupt the world. <laughs> like, right? right. Or just we're even. We're actually really nice and smart people. We just like to dance in our free time. <laughs> there you go. And I, I mean, it, it always strikes me as odd. Is like, it's no different than any musical performer out there that has backup dancers. Like, exactly. Or just the, the artists themselves dance. So I'm yeah. like, why are we any different than an Ariana Grande and her dance, like yeah. her music video? Like, why is. I mean, but they're just attacking everybody every which way. But it's just yeah. getting a, it 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 worries me. I guess that the art form is just being attacked in this way and kind of watered down. Or we're going to be wearing like turtlenecks up to here and like <laughs> weird know. outfits because it's showing some skin. Like, yeah. what's wrong with being beautiful and sexy and proud of it? Exactly. And yeah. that and and seen. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> well, I was curious. Here crowd actually react because I felt like a lot of times when we were at like the NFL games it would be like we're done and it would be like your dad clapping you know <laughs> was the crowd really receptive to you guys or was it still kind of like people didn't get it yeah the crowd is actually very receptive to oh us. fine no I'm kidding <laughs> I feel like it, it, like my rookie season, you know, it wasn't as good as when I left. Um, so I think we started to grow on them a little bit more. Oh, uh, got you. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's good to be appreciated. Now, the the vibe in an like in an NBA game seems to be just so hyped because you know it's a smaller. Well, it's not smaller. It's a huge venue, but you're indoors. Uh, you're indoors. Yeah. There's this all spotlights are on this court and it's dark and they're like lighting things up and the, you have an announcer, like it's so, so hype. Yeah. Um, how does it feel performing in that environment? And can you see and spot and do what you need to do to know where to go on the court <laughs> in the dark? I've always wanted to know that. Um, no, I love performing on the court. I think it's so fun. My favorite to perform will definitely be playoffs because that's when literally every single seat in the Moda Center is full. And it's so loud in there and everyone's so excited. It's the best. I love performing on the court. Mm -hmm. As far as seeing where I'm going, no, I never saw. <laughs> just keep smiling. Just keep smiling. <laughs> like we, we have like these little lines on the court that we use to like guide our forms. And mm -hmm. um, everyone's like, oh, like when the captains would be setting a routine before um, the game, like, okay, we're going to move three squares this way and, like, two squares back. We're going to leap two squares over. And I was – when I first like, joined the team, I was like, we're going to do what? <laughs> I never saw the lines. I am like, what line are you referring to? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I'm just going to try and stay behind my person and – in line because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh my gosh. Because it's so, I mean, that's when I watch you guys perform, that's the one thing I'm thinking is like, okay, yeah. how can they see? How do they, I mean, it's even sharp lines. Yes. Yeah. And, and the transition. Like, 
yeah, we can't even look down either to see where we're going. So it's like, you just got to trust that you're walking three squares up and hope that's right. Oh my <laughs> God. You can't look down. Like, our coach would always yell at us, like, me especially, because I did always look down in rookie season, because I'm like, where are these lines? I don't see yeah. them. <laughs> um, so she would always say, like, you can't look down. Um, but the more you're on the court, like, by my fourth season, I just, like, I knew how much to walk to get three steps or to get three squares. So gotcha. you start to feel it a little bit to the point where you don't stress out about it anymore and just kind of perform. Um, yeah. But it definitely took some getting used to <laughs> Yeah, the same. I mean, we have girls that's like, there's a yard line and like in between yard lines, like how can you not hit them? Because yeah. you get at the end of your, you know, <laughs> years of being on the team, you know exactly where you need to yeah. be and how to get there. But at first it's like, oh my gosh, yes. it's like a map that yeah. I don't to navigate through. So, 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 so true. Yeah, Do you guys even get it? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so you said court practice do you have time before the game to actually like set things or are the guys like already warming up where you don't really get to touch the court um it's a little bit of both so we on game days and the game starts at seven we'll start practice at four so we usually start practice three hours before game time um and we'll practice for about an hour and if we get there early enough like right at four and we start right away usually like there are no players out on the court, just maybe like one or two um, warming up. But 30 minutes into our practice, usually it's like both sides and it's like five or six guys in the team is practicing and we, we can't be in their way. So if right. our form gets in the way of them practicing, then we can't go to our form. We have to like dance in the back and just visualize our form. Okay. And when we perform, just hope we're in the right spot. <laughs> Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We could yell at each other sometimes. I'd be like, hey, back up the square. Oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> what, like, so oh, no. Did you have, okay, I may be just like dominating and hogging. So just no, like no. elbow oh. me. <laughs> um, do you, I mean, I, I'm assuming that you probably get this stupid question all the time of like how much interaction do you have with players, but is that for the most part the, the most that you'll actually interact with them is like pregame where yeah. they're you're sharing space, I guess is what yeah. I'm getting. That's pretty much like the only interaction unless there is um, a promo where it's both players and dancers at the same time, which usually there's not a whole lot of those just like yeah. one they don't have time. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much our only interaction with them. Yeah. When they're running us over on court practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we switch gears a little to like, all this time commitment, right, that you outlined, were you just, were you paid hourly for the time that you put in, or was it some other setup for NBA dancers? Yeah, so we were paid hourly um, for games and practices um, and, like, anything we did outside of practice. Um, but we also had a promo rate, so we would have um, two different rates based on, I guess, the work that we were doing. So we got compensated for everything that we did, which is really nice. Awesome. Nice. So I'm assuming the promo rate was better than the. Yep. Yep. I definitely signed up for those. <laughs> I heard that. Cool. So it was something where you're not like struggle busing just to kind of be able to keep the commitment. Did you guys have like other perks, like, you know, access to sponsors? Were you having to pay for your own like upkeep to like look as stunning as you are? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I woke up like this. <laughs> You know, the nice thing, we did get um, a hair stipend each year, so we didn't have to pay to get our hair done. And we could use that money on anything 
hair related. So you could use it on getting your hair cut or dyed or buying shampoo, conditioner, any type what? of hair products. Yeah. Cool. That's so could nice. You use it on gas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish. Oh, so it had to be hair care. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah. Because we had to Did you have like a makeup stipend too? No, that I wish we did have. <laughs> I spend more money, I think, on makeup. <laughs> yeah, makeup adds up for it sure. Yeah. Did you have a lot of like, um, not necessarily like restrictions, but did you have like a look that you were required to maintain or is it, was it just kind of do your own thing or don't do anything drastic without letting yeah. the director know? Mostly, yeah, just kind of like don't do anything drastic without the director knowing. Um, if we needed like change our hair or anything like that, like get a haircut, dye our hair, we usually just have to run that by her first because you want to, you know, keep the same image that you came into the organization with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anything drastic, just let her know. But for the most part, it was just kind of look your best, um, try your best. We didn't have any type of restrictions or strict makeup or body type code or anything like that. It was just look the best for you. Oh my gosh, I love it. Do you guys even have like anything even like a lipstick color or anything? Oh, always red. Yeah. Always one red. Thing. We always wore uh, red lipstick. But you could like, I mean, the red that I wore wasn't going to be the same red that like um, Lindsay, the redhead, would wear because it would right. be completely different. <laughs> like, yeah. Completely different. So it was kind of just wear the best red for your no. <laughs> was there ever like a check like your red's too orange your red's too blue like would it be like that no, no. Red. Yeah, no. unless you looked a hot mess in it like yeah, she unless, you, like, unless it actually looked pink then you can't <laughs> yeah. that is so cool though and so important because i think we tried to touch on that in one of our episodes of she's got the look where we were talking about makeup and sometimes having like one standard color for everybody doesn't always work so yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you guys didn't even have like weight restrictions or anything like that either? No. No weight restrictions. Just look the best you can for your body type, your height, your shape. Yeah. Just don't Was there ever point where the director had to be like, hey, you know, you're having too many voodoo donuts down there. Like, <laughs> you know, just kind of like it's like a check to check in. No, there was never. What? Yeah, I think we were all pretty accountable. Right, um, right. So, yeah, there was never. And you also, I think you lose weight when you're not stressing about weight. When it's just yeah. like how you want to naturally be. And yeah. it's crazy hours, so Seriously. you're not going to gain weight. It's like know, Exactly. So. Yeah. And I mean, I eat like so cookies cool. before every game, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That was a okay. Of course, Miss Piggy over here would really like be impressed by this. But when we did go down there, um, it was before the game. But you guys had access to like the kitchen, like some yeah. dining area with like hella good food. And I was just like, they feed what? them like real food, not like a sandwich Moldy and stuff. And stuff and, like, <laughs> but you guys can actually have like a decent meal. And then you you guys oh, just seem yeah. so relaxed and yeah. like you would be in your I'm locker so room. And oh, I was yeah. just like, just like sitting and eating. Yeah. I mean. That's great. Feed, great. feed, feed, feed us, and don't we'll trip about weight, and we'll dance. Okay. <laughs> that is awesome. So, um, God, I'm just like so amazed. Like, I dang, that's so cool. How freeing is that? <laughs> <laughs> what was the most rewarding part of being part of the Trailblazers? That was your first professional team, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I- definitely the friends I made out of it. 
um I think uh, I spent literally every day with them <laughs> I think there was one point last week where we literally saw each other every single day because we either had game or practice a game or like some type of event together so we went saw each other seven days straight <laughs> in a oh row. my gosh um but I think definitely just hanging out with my friends and getting yeah. to dance with right. each other and have fun that's like that was the best part for me that's the part I miss the most right like it's not being Seen able everybody. to dance and goof around with them at least twice a week for sure right yeah. especially I'm, I'm sure you probably have a lot of friends that are still on the team and knowing how busy they are it makes it harder yeah. to connect well I mean what made you want to retire um I think like what I said before I just kind of looked at it in like a freshman to senior type mentality because otherwise I could have danced forever but mm -hmm. it's like at some point you have to you know turn in the palms no. <laughs> hang them up it. yeah I thought about it like I'm letting somebody else have their moment because if, if I'm still there it's like okay you're like that's at least one spot that's being taken away from someone that you know has been trying for a couple of years or something so I was like I had my time now it's their wow. time wow like, I've never given them up like that for a no. oh my gosh but but that's just so important because you know we talk about how coveted the spots are like for an NFL cheerleader there's only so many teams that have you know, cheerleading programs and there's like 30 some odd spots, but that's like half for you guys, like 17. Yeah. So to have that mentality and just being willing to kind of give somebody else a chance to live their dream is kind yeah. of very, very true. gracious. I it mean, just... I almost changed my mind. I showed up to judge at auditions the first round. And I was like, by the time the day was over, I was like auditioning. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Was it weird to be on the other side? Like, it was so weird. It's just like, oh. And like seeing all my friends walk in that, you know, are re-auditioning. I'm like, I want to be over there. <laughs> That's so cool, though. You have the opportunity. Yeah. Did you, so do returners have to come into the process at the very beginning? Or do you kind of like get to bypass a couple rounds? I have to um, ask that. They go straight to finals, um, but we do show up um, on a, the first audition day because the routines that they learn for the second and third round are also the routines that are performed in the final. In the oh, final. got it. Because so you guys do like show a showcase, up. right? Yeah. And your family and friends can come watch finals. Yeah. yeah. So we show up that first day to learn those routines that we're going to have to know for finals. Got cool. you. How do you like that aspect of it? Like the whole showcase, does it make it easier? We have like a live webcast where... There's, you know, the judges and then two cameramen and the rest of the girls were in your group yeah. and it's just for quiet. No clapping, no hype you up, nothing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought, I think it was kind of fun having like a little showcase, um, but it was a little nerve wracking my first year, I remember, because that's the first time I've ever done anything like that. And mm -hmm. it was like being broadcast online. And I think they, the news crew was there as well. And I remember they um, asked the anchor to choose a number between one and 37. That's how many people were in finals. And I was number 37. And oh my God. Like, choose one number out of this crowd for to bring up for an interview. And I was like, this lady is going to choose 37. I know it. And she said 37. And I was like, no. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, hiding behind people. <laughs> 
Oh I was God. so nervous. It was like my very first time auditioning, my first time doing like any type of showcase like that. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, don't look at me. That's that's me. <laughs> but oh. no, I think it was fun. It was fun for the families too to like come and see everybody like right. perform and dance. My mom loved going to it. Nice. Cool. Do you guys get game tickets? As part of like your perks where your family and friends can come watch, or is it like nope, <laughs> not included? A little bit of both. <laughs> so, um, the way that our ticket system works, uh, we find out if we get tickets for the game usually about like an hour before game time. <laughs> oh no, yeah, what? so like our friends and family are just normally on standby. <laughs> We're like, what? you might be able to come, you might not. Um, and it's just based on if they have any leftover tickets or the players didn't want to use their tickets, things like that. Um, so oh. sometimes you would get a lot of tickets to games and it'll also depend on what game it is. If it's not like a huge game, like for the Warriors games, we can pretty much always count on not getting tickets because mm-hmm. that's sold out. 100%. Got it. Okay. Um, but for like other games, uh, I don't want to say like the Utah Jazz, but maybe the Jazz. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> Um, we'd you know we'd for sure know we'd at least get maybe like one ticket or two tickets um they'll be able to give to our family and they their tickets are sometimes in really nice areas like they'll be 100 level tickets sometimes or 200 level um, or sometimes there would be a suite that they um didn't sell so they'd give us the suite tickets and our families what suite and watch the game so yeah it's never confirmed yeah, and so it's about like six o'clock, and you're like, "Hey!" Oh <laughs> my god! Family local, so that at least they were like, "Oh, we'll come over real quick." Yeah, my family's in Vancouver, so they were usually oh, able perfect. To yeah, got it. Okay, cool. Hey, That's and awesome. if you want those perks, you'll just do whatever, whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah, That's so crazy. Did you get to keep your uniforms? Like, how does it work? Like, do you get to keep anything, or is it just practice gear? Oh, I wish we got to keep some more uniforms, <laughs> but we. <laughs> We get like little like articles of clothing throughout the year um, and different shoes. And sometimes we'll, we'll keep all of our game shoes and practice shoes. Um, but we usually don't get to keep a whole lot of stuff. If, we're, if there is like a jacket or something, I remember when they switched over from the old logo to the new logo. Um, oh, yeah. We keep yeah, some some old stuff. Um, we turned in all of our old uniforms, sadly, but we got to keep a few items like sweatpants or um, little shirts, things like that. Um, I just always had this like vision that you guys were able to keep everything because uh, you had so many costumes. So yeah, I know you guys have the so cutest cute outfits. Yeah. Uh. Where do you keep them all? Do you literally have to pack them all for every game? Or you knew what outfits you were getting on that awesome monthly calendar thing? (laughs) So, um, we would get a what to wear each game. Um, So, we would pack about four or five outfits. No, like five or six outfits. Um, Because we have the two routines. We wear different outfits. We wear a different outfit for opening. And we usually pack about two or three extra outfits just in case. Um, So... About like five or six outfits, and then um, shoes, and sometimes up to seven shoes. Or like, oh, I think sorry. one game we had ten pairs of shoes in our suitcase because wow. we just didn't know <laughs> what you were going to be throwing. We're going to wear anything That's like crazy. that. Um, so yeah, that's about it. 
Well, that sucks that you don't get to keep it. But now I feel like we're... At least because I was about to say that's really going to be unfair if they get to keep all their cute behind outfits. I know there are some don't. shoes that I really wish we got to keep. But yeah. like we got Jordans last year, and I'm like, oh, can I keep oh. these? But nope, had to turn them in. Dang. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, shoes are kind of like your feet. Personal. Your feet have been right? in them. They have been yeah. molded to the way your feet are. Like that should have been yeah. like a, you can have it. Okay, kind of switching back though, but like auditions. I know that you've. Everybody comes to the stadium, right? And then they like announce that you've made the team mm-hmm. and then go. And then right after that, do you do orientation? Yeah. Okay. So we come to the stadium, everyone, they do the announcement. And you kind of, if you make the team, you kind of go downstairs um, and meet everybody else. And then once it's all announced, we usually like go outside and take pictures and do a whole get to know you thing. And then we'll go upstairs back to the offices and do our um, like first meeting. Cool. So what was that like? Did you guys have any rule? I mean, you didn't get weighed. No. <laughs> exactly. Really? So what did you guys talk about? Just like <laughs> just show up, ladies. Yeah. yeah. Dance just well. Like, hey, what's up? Know <laughs> <laughs> you. We go over um, our contracts. Go over. Oh, so you did schedule. have a contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did have a contract. Um, but I mean, it was just pretty simple. Like this, these are practice times. These are our game times. This is what expected of you for each practice, for each game. Um, goes over the pay, goes over different types of promos um, and the pays for those. And um, pretty much the uniform care, we go over uniforms. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, it's mostly just a welcome to the NBA and <laughs> get to know everybody, your new teammates. So no crazy rules like media. Ask about that. Yeah, no crazy rules like you can't post and on your own personal social media that you are a trailblazer's answer. You were just able to. This is like some groundbreaking (laughs) stuff we're covering here. (laughs) I was because I'm like, you know, NFL trailers have been like slammed everywhere because of these crazy rule books and like just crazy things that would be in the contracts. And it sounds like yours was just probably what it should be just a very straightforward yeah. contract of what the expectations are, but nothing trying to rule your life outside of it. No, the only, the only thing speaking of social media, the only um, big rule for us was that we have to have private social media. So uh, we could, oh. yeah, we could post about being um, a blazer dancer and, and everything like that, but we just had to be on private. Okay. And that's like safety. Like I agree. Yeah. With that. There's, you know, you don't need everybody knowing what you're up to and where you're going to be. Like that's totally a good safety rule. But yeah. wow, man, NBA is where to be. I'll be auditioning <laughs> this year. <laughs> Seriously, that is awesome. I'm just oh. like mind blown. Well, wow. What are you up to now? Like, I mean, um, you're, now that you've retired, you've got all this time on your, you know, and you have a life again. And what are you, what are you interested in other than dance? Or like, are you still dancing? Like, yeah, can we be friends after this? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so weird not dancing. Like for, for the first couple months, I was like, so what do I do with my free time? Like, do people just go to work and come go home? It? <laughs> like, it was weird. so weird. Cause I've, had two jobs basically my whole life school and dance or I would go in college college work and dance and then I got out of college and it was work and dance so it's like I always had something else and to not have it I was like 
huh, I feel lazy. Yeah. Start a podcast. So I'm, I'm just working now and then um, I'm training to be a fitness instructor. I'm doing indoor cycling. So it's like, I have my second thing now. I was like, I have to do something. Else. Yeah, you need a second thing. Yeah. And I've been yeah, cycling. Awesome. I've been taking cycling for like three years now. So I was like, okay, I might as well just teach it. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously. So cool. Do you yeah. often get people that come to you like for audition tips and advice, like where you could maybe like be a consultant on the side yeah. or maybe teach dance too, or you're kind of like, I'm going to give dance a break. That. Yeah, I did think about that because that would be something that's pretty, I think, helpful in Portland because we don't have that a lot. Right. Um, but another former laser dancer, Lisa, her and her sister, who also is a laser dancer, started a pro prep series. So now they're having nice. um, like pro prep classes to help people pre- prepare because there's not really anything pro style focused. And it's a completely different style than just your sure regular hip hop or jazz. It sure is. It's like that's what, different. So you have to train for it. No. And that's why we yeah. like struggle with like stuff to do after we retire because it's, you know, a dance fitness class is not cutting it. It doesn't, it's not the same. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's hard to find like that thing where you can still get your, I've seen like um, different groups that I've, follow online that um I think it's like former Redskins cheerleaders that have like this I think it's called throwback cheer or something like that but they get together and teach a dance class and it's all kind of like a NFL styled routine and they you know they it looks like a little formation and they all melt at the end and do like you know so you almost feel like that would be so cool yeah but yeah so I I mean I <laughs> Everybody would be twerking the whole time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it would be fun to like, because I think you could get the camaraderie building up if you have like the same people that show up, you know, yeah. week to week. But so excited for you. You did such a, you know, I just loved watching you perform and yeah. like to be able to talk to you and, you know, be a little groupie is, is so fun. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I had to look at my ugly mug for an hour. <laughs> you know, it was a Monday. <laughs> Get her into oh, locker yeah, talk? let's do some locker talk. I don't know if you were yeah. able to listen to our other episodes or any one in particular, but um, is there any like a crazy funny story or just something you feel like you need to put out there or some inside scoop? Yeah, I I loved our locker time. <laughs> it was like the best. We always yeah. we would like circle up for dinner. We would always eat dinner in a circle and just talk to each other about this like funny things things in our life our dating lives um (laughs) one of my best friends on the team um (laughs) we used to like have story time where she would just tell us about her love life because we always thought it so interesting (laughs) like every every dinner circle is like okay so what's going on now like what happened (laughs) was her name Makiba because (laughs) Makiba for our team yeah it's like we'd call it story time like it was like dinner time story time and we that's just have so many inside inside jokes and i don't know that was like the best time that's crazy though because i didn't realize that the team was rather small yeah that's half of usually an nfl team so yeah yeah you get even more close and you know was it was it kind of clicky or you think um, no I don't think so at all. There are definitely girls on the team that are obviously like closer friends, like best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was never clicky. Like everyone hung out with everyone at practice. Everyone talked to everyone. And we all 
we're with each other so much anyways we always used to just do stuff with each other outside too right. like, well, <laughs> what else so we'd always like after every game I think we had, a lot of us always went to um Matador it's like a Mexican restaurant yeah we, have one up here. And we would always just go there after games or sometimes um after like the team announcement and we invite all the new girls and we just go eat Mexican food and go home <laughs> oh that's awesome that's so cool <laughs> Okay, now I have another question. Yeah. Um, I've seen you guys do some, like, crazy cool stunts and stuff. Was, like, was there a kind of a learning curve where you're like, oh, my gosh, how the heck do they just do that, like, head flip over thing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Because your, um, your coach, she came and taught for us. And what she taught us was the most insane dance. Like, it pushed me so far. Like, I was like, Calypso, what is that? Isn't that a Greek yeah. god? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, I'm, like, trying to fly through the air. And her choreography is amazing, but, like, yeah. pretty intense. So Yeah. It's a lot of our choreography is super intense. And it gets harder and harder each year, I feel like. <laughs> And the music gets faster and faster each year. I feel like also. It is on <laughs> so turbo add speed. More stuff and give you less time to do it. But good luck. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. That's that, cool. That was definitely my impression of like NBA dance style versus NFL. Is just like you're. You guys up. are always like yeah, super sped up. And we could do a routine that we try to keep it upbeat. But for the most part, it's not like a million things happening in like this short short window. Oh, yeah it's oh it's crazy and like when you listen back to the songs on the radio and you realize how slow it actually is you're like i can't listen what? to this <laughs> yeah <laughs> well why do you think they speed it up like what is the the what's why do I they think, do that <laughs> i think they do it to like keep the energy up because yeah. if it was like a slower song i feel like the crowd wouldn't be as energized for when the game would be back on they'd just kind of be like lulled to sleep <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like okay. an energy thing because even at games, our fourth quarter routine is always faster than our first quarter routine. So, oh yeah, it's always like, faster and more upbeat. Push so, to the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like it's the last quarter, we want to get the crowd hype. If we're winning, we want to get them even more hyped up. If we're not doing so great, they need some help. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. we always make that one a little faster and upbeat. All right. Well, yeah, cool. I super appreciate it. So, nice to meet you. Nice to you. Bye. Bye. Wow, she is so sweet. Very, very, very sweet. Did it not sound like she had the most amazing time of her life? Totally did. And she's so pretty, guys. We did like a, a know, Skype so we could see her. And like, it was a rough she, Monday for us. And I looked like a hot mess and she was gorgeous. She was just glowed and was so sweet. And, you know, I just, the grass definitely sounded hella greener, didn't it? It really did. <laughs> like... Wow, if you want to cheer in the NBA, that seems like the place to be is Portland. I mm-hmm. mean, great coach, it sounds like. I mean, it sounded so relaxed and... Like you're grown women, you know what you need to do to maintain your yeah. schedule and your weight. Like, that blew my mind. Her whole, like, yeah, you know, nobody even had to get talked to. It was like, just be the best you can be for yourself. I was shocked too, honestly. But in, the, in hearing how demanding like the schedule is with 43 or 41 home games and, you know, just how could you not be in shape? I mean, we, we cheer 10 games and these, they do four times that. And so you would think that they wouldn't emphasize weight so much because of just how the rehearsals are long and they, their game schedule is pretty. You just naturally stay, stay in the best shape, shape of your life. Yeah. yeah. 
And that was cool, too, how, like, they had a good rotation that they knew ahead of time what games are going to be right? in. Like, just a really solid structure well that you knew what you needed to do. It was awesome. That sounds I, so cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounded amazing and very different from NFL. Some similarities, I would mm-hmm. say, in terms of just... Um, definitely the dedication department and it sounded like you know it was a part-time job with part-time pay but she seemed comfortable um with what she was making understanding that it wasn't going to be some uh something that you know you would earn a full-time salary for but just well taken care of but i mean honestly are we surprised you know same ownership right as the seattle seahawks our owner um late owner paul allen and he owns the trailblazers and um, maybe there's just similarities in terms of the values of the, and the culture of the organization that they work for. And the fact that the girls were treated with respect sounds very similar to what I would say, you know, as our experience was cheering for the Seahawks. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. But guess but, what? Yeah, but no. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's really interesting because it was so positive. Um, you know, I mean, I think we were kind of like blown away by, you know, just like, not that we were looking for scandal, but just... Wow, this is what it can it's look on the NBA side of the fence. And then what happens on Monday? You know, an article comes out on um, December 10th. Yes, this past Monday, we will provide the link. Um, Yahoo Lifestyle did this deep expose. This woman, Abby Haglidge, I'm assuming that's how you say her name. I'm sorry if it's not. Um, but I guess over several months, she interviewed 30 different NBA dancers and did this whole long article outlining the working conditions it just sounded like the nfl articles that we've been looking at all summer night and day from roisha's experience right like these are i mean the article goes into a a, you know several different ladies that, that have cheered in the nba or danced in the nba and what their experience was like when it came to weight and uh just the wages you know and the and the one lawsuit with the milwaukee bucks where the girls um, it was a class action lawsuit that they ended up settling, but just kind of outlining the same types of issues that the NFL cheerleaders have been complaining about. And one of the attorneys that represented some of the NFL cheerleaders said that basically when the lawsuit started dropping, she started hearing from NBA dancers. So they're... When they're, the NFL fi- yeah, lawsuits, yeah. Yeah, so in, NBA dancers are finding their voice and speaking up. And um, what were some of the things that stood out from that article for you? You know, I thought it was really interesting just the, you know, if you make the team, you know, similar to how we just talked about on the Let's Get Physical episode, you make the team and your body is assessed that night sometimes to figure out, like, if they want you to lose more weight, et cetera. And there was one dancer who mentioned, you know, when she made the team, she was given a bin of all the uniforms and, you know, she could have been like like a size six. Yeah. And it's like, well, all these uniforms are like a size two or size four. So good luck is what she was told. Like, that's... That was how, this. yeah, you, you're going to have to get your body to, to something because this is what you're working with. Here's That's really weird because all of our uniforms are pretty much designed to fit you, your body, um, you know, custom, made, custom yeah. made for you essentially. Um, or you, at least you'd be given a uniform with someone with a similar build. It's not like you now have to fit a size zero when you're a size four. Like that's ridiculous. That definitely stood out as right. a little. Because the trailblazers, it sounds like. You know, whatever height you are, it should be equal to your weight. Like, just proportional. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that was really Yeah, and I think it's really interesting because, 
when you have these articles, because we've read a crap ton of them, and we'll link them below, but, um, you know, even starting this podcast, we definitely wanted to cover the controversial topics, right, that are in our space, but, you know, it's when these articles, sometimes they're not necessarily presenting a very well-balanced picture. You know, it's just the stuff that will get clicks and and you know, people reading the article, which is all of the bad stuff. And then they have like a paragraph or so at the end of like, well, the girls enjoy doing it for the sorority and sisterhood and, (laughs) you know, and just kind of like completely wipes away that there's any other type of experience out there. But, you know, at the same time, 30 interviews and it's not like these are kind of one-offs at the same time. I wish everybody had the same experience as Roisha, obviously, but it's a very real issue and problem but it doesn't always get fair representation in the way the articles are written which sucks yeah but were you surprised to see that yes in the nba they have issues too i thought they were like the perfect i thought so too (laughs) the perfect league that's why i was like i want to talk to somebody in the nba because they don't have any they're not in the headlines you know like what how are they treated right well then in that article it was saying how when you are a dancer for the nba some teams have a rule where you can't go do any other side gigs that are dancing, so you can't add to your, you know, portfolio of dance opportunities. Which sucks. It's very it limiting. I mean, if you're not going to pay them well enough where they can make a living as a professional dancer, like, at least lift that restriction up. If they're a true professional and they're, monet- you know, managing their commitment to cheering all those 43 games and they need additional work to make their ends meet, like, how, you know, who are you to say that they can't? Like, it's that's very restrictive. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Not for nothing, but our hotline bling yeah, has been say, ringing. I mean, and we heard a similar... Off the hook. Yeah. I mean, we heard a similar comment from um, an NBA dancer that that was just something that was really restrictive. Is just that rule that they can't um, basically dance for any other organization. They can't do music videos. They can't do performances at award shows. They can't, you know, maybe have an, a talent agency that books them for actual work. And if you're a professional dancer, which is a little different from professional cheerleaders, I don't at least in the NFL, I didn't know people were doing mm-hmm. all these side jobs, but I can see it in the NBA mm-hmm. space where they're, they're dancers and there are opportunities where they should be able to juggle both just as a, you know, it's just how do you limit their income potential? Right. If you aren't going to pay them too. Very controlling. So people, let's just drop that hotline bling number because honestly, we wanted it to just be a way for people to reach out and share their stories and totally fine if they want to be anonymous. Um, we respect everyone's privacy. We know when you're on a team, it's not easy to bring light to these things. And all of the women that were interviewed, at least with this article, were former dancers. Um, nobody's probably going to be that vocal if they're mm-hmm. still on it. But if you want to chat with us, the number is 513-480-6714. You can text it. You can leave a voicemail. You can even chat. Brittany will answer the phone, right? Yeah, I will. <laughs> While I'm at work, I'll be like, hi, how can I help you? This is a Pro Cheerleading Podcast hotline. <laughs> but um, it was really interesting because there, it sounds like there are also issues in the NBA, and they need to be fixed. But what are they doing? They're getting rid of them. They're, instead of like fixing the issues... Um, the teams are deciding, similar to the Buffalo Jills, like, we're just not going to have one. The San Antonio Spurs just straight up cut their program, like we talked about earlier. And I, there are a couple teams that have been in the article saying, like, the Dallas Mavericks got in trouble because they had a whole scandal with their sexual misconduct in the office way back in May. There was, like, a Sports Illustrated article about the, how they just need to get their sh- 
stuff together. And basically they're doing this whole internal investigation and they're trying to clean things up. And part of that is just their way that they treat their dancers apparently is part of what they really want to be like an example in the, in, in the league as to how they should do it right. So hopefully more teams will take that approach instead of just like axing the whole team, like cut it out, like just yeah. hear the issues, address them, fix it. And then it's not about getting rid of us. Right. So keep the I'm like tips coming. At you. I know. I'm like, I'm nervous. <laughs> keep all the anonymous tips coming. Um, you know, maybe next time we can interview a hockey dancer girl. Yes, for season so cool. two. Reach because, out, please. Because this is actually, like, now that we think about it, we have one more episode, you guys, for season one. That's And then we're taking a little siesta. But what's our final episode? It's called We're Not Gonna Take It. Like some, who sings that? Some rock. Twisted sister. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I, yeah, I like rock, but not where, that I, know much. <laughs> not where I know who sings stuff. But we are actually going to be taking on all of these arguments. There are actually petitions out there, guys, to get rid of professional cheerleading altogether. And we are going to, you know, sound a little feisty because these arguments are kind of ridiculous. And we are going to stand up for what we believe is. We might be, like, going extinct here. I know. If let these people have their way. But, you know, there's some things that need to be fixed. We've touched on it all season long, but we're here. We're not going anywhere. And I just think we need to get our voices together. And, like, mine is failing, clearly. <laughs> Clear my throat. But, right? Like, we need to, like, bond together, share our stories. Knowledge is power, you know, and utilize each other as resources to really build the argument that this is something that needs to be fixed all across the board. We're going to be fighting next episode. Like I'm ready. Yeah. Last Swing battle in. of the season. Swinging. Swing. Oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of swinging. Anything else? I mean, this is a juicy topic. I just want to thank everybody for participating and mm-hmm. communicating with us and helping shed light on the NBA world. Do you have any locker talk you want to get off your chest? Yeah, didn't you say that there was an article about um, no eye contact with, like, what, the players? Oh, my gosh. Okay, yes. So The Guardian wrote this article, Dancers live in a world of fear. Why cheerleaders are taking on the NFL and NBA. And, yo, okay, so when they are at a game and they're walking around in the arena, basically some Well, not teams- really walking around, but... Are you saying when they're, like, working and marking their work- stuff before the game? Anytime that they come in contact with a player when they're in the arena, whether it's, like, in the inner concourse, like, the behind the scenes, like, a okay. CenturyLink or whatever. They could be, like, walking down a hallway or on the field or on the court, whatever. They are expected to avoid making eye contact with the players, to get out of their way, and to, you know, like, if you're in an elevator or something, you have to kind of, like, get off the elevator, but you have to, like... Like, what time look frame? At the look at the grounds. Like, what the flying F is that? That sounds like my abusive ex-boyfriend from high school. Like, ah! I saw you looking at so-and-so in third period. It's like, chill out. Like, like you can't what? control where people look. You're kidding I'm, me. Man, if I'm dancing in the NBA, that rule's getting broken. I am not. Like, I'm less than. I'm not. What? Like, what does that mean? That you, as a woman, because a player is around, you actually have to avoid eye contact? Like, bizarre. Are we that, I mean, it's almost like this concept and we're going to get into it in our, we're not going to take it episode, but it's just this concept of like, 
what's really the issue? Are you saying that we're too beautiful and too sexy and gorgeous to tempt these poor men and their, you know, coaches? So, like, you just need to be as invisible as possible and put on more clothes and avoid eye contact. For what? Like, people can't contain themselves? Like, what the actual F is going on? It really... So I, yeah, I got it gets a little, a little frustrating. And I could not fiery. imagine. Of course, you're not going to see that in the rules before you make the team, but you're not going to tell me how to conduct myself as a woman in terms of like that. I actually, who does that? Like, what year are we going not back even to? That, and, but just as a human, yes. okay, you can't tell anybody where to look. Like, like what come the, on. And that's not something that, you know, if you just make the team, you're in orientation and you're hearing the rules. And it's like, so ladies, when you're walking around inside of the arena, if you see a player, avoid eye contact. Like, don't look at them. Get out of their way. Like, I think I would literally, like, you've got to be effing kidding me. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm, yeah. I would just be breaking the rule. That's just how I would conduct myself. I'm a woman. I deserve respect, and I'm not going to, I'm not doing that shit. No. I said it shit, but whatever. More to come in our next not, episode. Yes, I'm so fired up. But we're, <laughs> I really want people to have, like, a real sense of like, you know, take a step back, man. Like, you know, looking at the industry, even if I was still dancing with all of this stuff, like, do you think about that? Like if you were still on the team, how you would react to all of these articles and this buzz coming, like, would you feel more empowered? Would you feel more, more scared? Like, would you, what would you, would it change anything about how you view articles came out when I was on the team? It was kind of like, Ignore those articles. Um, don't comment on them. Yeah, don't comment on them. People are going to ask you. It was more like how to handle uh, fans asking about the issues that are mm. coming to light. So, were you basically? So is it like shut up and kind of avoid talking about it, or just well, more? I how just to... like we've talked before. I think it's inappropriate to ask anybody what you're paid. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. So right. it was kind of like. Just telling us how to respond to that and kind of like, well, that's private and we're well taken care of. I'm very happy here, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So, well, I just hope that, you know, this type of rule I think is ridiculous. And, you know, I don't know if the, now that it's catching press that, you know, they're going to do more articles on the ridiculous rules they have to follow, but I definitely was appalled by that one. And I think it's ridiculous and girls should just break it. Like, break it. Like, that's ridiculous. You have my permission. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But anyway, hit us up because we're actually going to be tweeting out some of these funky little comments and these articles for our last episode. If you want people to chime in, let us know your thoughts because we're going to come back with our counter arguments. But I'm on Twitter starting shit because now that this article came out, <laughs> there are a lot of comments about it, man. Like, people are just like, well, why do they do it then? And just like, they're not that important. And you know, like really advocating, like we, they should not fix anything. They should just get rid of us altogether. So that's where I'm at. Pro dance or well, what am I called? Pro cheer, <laughs> Pro cheer podcast fun. on Twitter. And I am going to be inserting myself in lots of arguments all week long on Twitter. Yay. Nice. <laughs> Yay. We do have a Facebook, um, pro cheerleading podcast that's on Facebook. And I, uh, kind of handle the Instagram. So there's a lot of memes and gifts and uh, fun things like that. If you want the educated approach, go to Twitter. <laughs> Makiba manages that. But I'm Pro Cheerleading Podcast on Instagram. Well, that's so, how a lot of people are reaching out. And we love yeah. hearing from you. So thank you guys so much. Um, we're Just getting... all the support. People yeah. saying I'm listening. I love it. Tagging us in their stories. Like, keep it up. It honestly helps us keep going. Yes, and, yes, um, yes. 
and, we look and forward to it. Hit us up with a review also on iTunes. Um, that helps out a lot. Yeah, just sharing your feedback. There. It's um, amazing. We love hearing from you. It makes our day. We text each other and just kind of yes, like, it's, it's awesome. Shout out to everybody who's listening. Thank you so much. If you have more to say about the NBA, we can definitely just tack that on to Cheer Chat or something for the next episode. But stay tuned. All right. See you guys next week. Next Wednesday. Final episode. Woohoo!